Good evening, church. First, I want to thank any visitors that we, if we have any, and if there is anyone here tonight that's not a Christian, hopefully this message will inspire you to become one and be added, be baptized and be added to the Lord's church and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's have a quick prayer before I go into my message. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this time that I stand before these people and speak from your word, Father, and I pray that all that's said will be blessed by you and will be nothing but the scriptures quoted. Father, I ask your blessings on a friend of mine and pray that you will watch over them and take care of them and pray that you will watch over all of us. When this service is finished, Father, that you will get us back to our places of residence safely. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to follow along, the first of two texts that I'll be using is Acts chapter 16, starting with verse 6. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come opposite Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Messiah, they went down to Troas. And in a vision, excuse me, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing, beseeching him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So we can see by this passage that God can close doors, he can open doors, and he will do whichever he sees fit when, he, when there are places that he wants us to go, and he will close the doors when there are places that he doesn't want us to go. Um, tonight we're going to look at something else uh, pertaining to this. Um, turn to Revelation chapter 3. Um, starting with verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice, and opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. As we look at this passage, we shall find an important lesson taught. We see that Christ said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. On days when we are at home, sick, or for some other reason, we may hear or look through the peephole and see someone knocking at our door. It is entirely up to us as to whether we will go to the door or not. We make the decision as to whether the person who is knocking enters our home or not. 
In the Revelation text, we read, Christ is knocking at the door. That door is a figurative representation of the heart and has to be opened from within. Christ can't or won't open the door from the without, but has to be admitted from within. Jesus waits patiently to be admitted. Remember, we must open the door for him. Let's look at an illustration in order to get a better understanding of what's being said here. Peter was released from prison by an angel and went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered together and praying. Turn to Acts 17, excuse me, turn to Acts 12, 13 through 16. And when he knocked at the door of the gate, a maid came to answer named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for joy, but ran in and told them that Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. This particular words remind me of what uh, uh, one of the governors told Paul, Festus told Paul when he was preaching to him, he said, Thou art mad. But she confidently affirmed that it was even so. And they said, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they opened, they saw him and they were amazed. As we can see, Peter was on the outside. And he was unable to get in until someone opened the gate from the inside. So this is the same. We have to open it to all unsaved people have to open that door to their heart from the inside. Christ is not going to open it from the outside. Each unsaved person must open their heart from the inside. Christ does not force his way into the heart of any person. Go to Matthew 13, 15, and 16. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest happy they should perceive that their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should turn again, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. We find from this passage that we must be willing to hear, see, and understand. In other words, the door of the heart must be opened from the inside, not from the outside. There are many reasons why people do not permit Christ to enter their hearts. I would like for us to examine four of these reasons. The first is ignorance. Turn to Hosea 
4.6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Many people do not accept the Lord because of their ignorance of God's word. Ignorance merely means a lack of knowledge. Many people, many people have no more knowledge of God's word because they have not set their mind on spiritual things. If you want to learn more about God's word, you will have to study it just like you would any other book, systematically. Most people know little about the word and they even care less. Are you among that number of people who care less about God's word? We can see that ignorance is no excuse in God's sight. Turn to Acts 17.30. The time of ignorance God therefore once overlooked, but now he commandeth men that they should all everywhere repent. The second is sin. This is found in Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, Jehovah's hand is not shortened that it can't save. Neither is his ear heavy that it can't hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you so that he will not hear you. God would not listen to the children of Israel because they had permitted sin to separate them from him. The children of Israel could have been very pleasing to God if they had only done his will. You are permitting, are you permitting sin to separate you from the living God? If you are, push aside all things and obey his will. Free yourself through obedience to the gospel of Christ. Turn to John 8.32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 1 John 3, 5. And you shall know that he was manifested to take away sins, and in him is no sin. 1 John 3, 8. He that doth sin is of the devil, and the devil sinneth from the beginning. To this end was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The third one is the love of the world. Oh, this is important. Turn to 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, 
the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the vain glory of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Millions of people enjoy worldly pleasures. They love these things more than they love Christ. Are you one of these? You must realize that the world and the less thereof will be destroyed and that you will have to give an account to God for the way that you have lived. Number four, unbelief. Hebrews 3.19 And we see that they were not able to enter in because of unbelief. The children of Israel failed to enter the promised land because of their unbelief. Christ can't enter the hearts of most people today because of their unbelief. Jesus in John 3.21 said, you shall die in your sins. But a number of verses later, Christ said, except ye believe that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. So if you keep the door of your heart closed to Christ, you will die in your sins also. Surely, just from the evidence that has been submitted to you, you must clearly see that Christ does not force his way into your life. You must be willing to obey him. If you desire to be saved, you must be in Christ. In Acts 4.12 it says, And in none other is there salvation, and neither is there any other name under heaven that is given among men, wherein we must be saved. The only way to get into Christ is to believe. John 8.24 You must repent. Luke 13.3 Confess your sins Matthew 10.32 and 33 And be baptized or buried with Christ This step puts, you, puts one into Christ Turn to Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Did put on Christ Christ will be ever ready to save until the end of time. He is knocking at your door right now through the preaching of his word. Someday you will no longer have an opportunity to obey the gospel of Christ. Notice what Luke in his gospel says in chapter 13 verse 25. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door 
and ye began to, to stand without, and began to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open unto us. And what will he say? He will, he shall answer and say, say to you, I know you not whence you are. You have no assurance of seeing the light of another day. No one has a lease on life. We know that the young die as well as the old. Ones who are not saved better realize that there is no second chance beyond this life. Obey the gospel before it is eternally too late. Matthew 25, we're going to look at this last story, Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be compared to ten maidens who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. They all, then all those maidens rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, Perhaps there will not be enough for us and for you. Go rather to the dealers and buy some for yourself. And while they were go went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other maidens came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Are you one of these who has not obeyed the gospel and is not ready to go in with the bridegroom when he comes? In closing, let's look at, take another look at the text in Revelation 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So if there's one here tonight that believes that Jesus Christ is the Jesus is the Christ, John 8:24, has repented of your sins, Acts 17:30 is ready to confess before these many witnesses that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, Romans 10, 9, and 10, and is ready to be baptized, 
or buried with Christ and become a new creature. Romans 6, 3, and 4. Also, you will be added to the one true church. Acts 2, 41. You will also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Or if there is anyone who needs the prayers of the church, we ask that you stand and come to the front as we sing the invitation 677 that has been selected for your encouragement. <laughs> 